Hello, this is Ed Hill, host of the Memphis Home Maintenance Show. We're so glad you joined us on today's podcast. Mr. Rebob, we've got a great podcast for you today. We've entitled it Just for Ladies, A Woman's Look at Home Improvement. And I have a very special guest with me today in the podcast studio. That's my wife, Barbara Hill. Say hello, Barbara. Hello. All right. I'll tell you what we're going to do here today. This will be a lot of fun. It's really aimed at at helping ladies who might not, uh, some of you are totally at home doing this, but many are not. And uh, men can listen in too, but we're just uh, targeting ladies today and how to be more confident and just at ease with home improvement. So Barbara is right here with me in the studio, and I want y'all to be very, very kind and patient. She's never done a podcast before, and I really appreciate her doing it. And Barbara, uh, you'll still be my wife after this, right? Uh, Yes. All right. And uh, I I have a list here. We talked a little bit about what Barbara's going to share with us. So I'm going to toss softball pitches, questions to her. And she's going to give a little bit of uh, insight. And what I want you to know about the six major things we're going to talk about here today is even though I know uh, something about all of these and, and have my own opinion about them, I, I put Barbara in charge of these things. Now, she would get my advice and counsel and maybe my input on this material or that material, but in terms of dealing with the the uh, process of getting this arranged and uh, overseeing the contractors who did the work, that was you that did that, right, Barbara? Right. Was that a was that a scary feeling when you started doing that? It was at first, but then I realized I just needed to jump in there and talk to them and ask questions and make the decisions. All right, and and it went. In my opinion, it went really great. I, I think you feel the same way too, yes. don't you? All right, great. All right, so let's just take these one at a time. One of the things we did on our home is we, due to the age of our home and the type of siding, and that was a uh, a composite wood siding that was glued together, you know, at a factory. Looks like wood planks, but it's it's really not. And the problem with that old type of siding is marine glue, you know, a, a, a glue that will withstand moisture was not used to, to bond those planks. And you can think of some of the name brands involved with that. But anyway, what happens is over time, they would absorb moisture and begin to swell and rot. Well, we were at the point in our home where that was just depressing when you would pull in the driveway. So we wanted to do something about it, and we recited our home. So Barbara, tell us a little bit about that experience, that particular project. Well, first we had decided we needed to just repaint the house and um, fix the rotting parts and just, you know, repaint it. And so Mm -hmm. we got several contractors to come out and give us estimates on what it was going to cost. And then one contractor came out and he, and he said, what about vinyl siding? I said, well, give us an estimate on it and we'll look at it. Well, it was going to be a, you know, a lot more than 
the painting, but in the long run, we would never have to paint again. Yeah. And we wouldn't have all the, the rotten wood and stuff anymore. And it would just be keeping it washed off. So we decided that we would go with this company and we did the whole house and vinyl siding. And then we said, well, we're doing this. Let's get the gutters done with the gutter guards. And so we got the same contractor to do that. And it looks really great. And it uh, was not too much more, but it was more. So we had to, you know, to... But, but more of a one-time One-time thing, yeah. And now what I like about it is the entire exterior of our home, w with a couple of little exceptions, I think, like on the, the porch, you know, to the right. front door, parts of that. But 99.99% .99 of it is covered in vinyl or clad in aluminum, like on the fascia right. and so forth. So we don't worry anymore about... Uh, wood rot or we're going to have to paint it again and and by the way uh, and I think you know the answer to this tell the ladies listening if we had painted it how soon would we have to probably paint it again anyway three to four or five years and so if, if we did that probably not three years let's say five, five to eight years, yeah ten years ten years is a good uh, average on that but if we had to do that at the amount we were quoted every ten years we would have spent a lot more. More money, yes. And and we would have had to go through the the project process over and right. over. So we we are excited about that. And Barbara was uh, just great at handling that. All right, the next project was the trees around our house, the tree work, where we've we've lived there what twenty years, years. twenty one years. Never did a lick of tree work, like trimming them up, you know, professionally. We, you know, we trim the bushes and all that, but we have big trees. So there was at a point where we needed to do something. A neighbor had uh, done this across the street, and it's called raising the canopy of the trees, where they're just, they're trimmed way up, you know, away from the house, all that. Tell us, tell us about that experience and before and after. Well, we had to, uh, of course, get a tree service in there. and We just happened, I just happened to run into a guy talking with him, and he was a tree service guy. So I called him. He came out, and we talked about raising the canopy. And while we were walking around looking at everything, he pointed out, he said, this tree's going to come down in the next storm or two. Or this tree probably got about five more years. But he pointed out what we needed to know about the trees, they looked fine to us, but as he showed it to us, we could tell, oh, that is rotten at the base. And, and what might happen with that? Oh, it would, the tree fall would come down the, and haul, fall on the house or either a car. Yeah. So, you know, we, we contracted him to come in and take down the rotten trees to raise the canopy. It still shaded the driveway and the house, which is what I wanted to keep, the shade, but it raised the threat of it coming down on the house, and um, and then they ground up the the stumps mm -hmm. and uh, cleaned it. I mean, the yard you couldn't even tell that a tree used to be there. Yeah. They they cleaned up their mess, and it was just really great working with them. And uh, the price was good. And you could see the house from the street right. now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, all the trees weren't cut down, and there's still plenty of shade. So that went that went really well. Um, all right, a third project that we did, and this is something where 
Um, I believe you did part of this. You did about half the work, but then you brought in people who were experienced at doing the, right. the actual flooring. So tell us about the flooring work that was done in the home. Okay, we had carpet. And of course, we've been living there 21 years. And you can imagine after 21 years and six kids growing up that carpet wasn't quite as clean as it could have been. Yeah. And so we talked to uh, some people who knew, who, who did flooring, and they quoted us a price. And then they said, you can cut that in half if y'all want to take the carpet up yourselves and prepare the floors. So I said, okay, I got three kids that live here. So we ripped up the carpet, swept up the floor, pulled up the nails, got the carpet out of the house. And so when they came in, all they had to do was place a couple of plywood on the floor, and then they started laying the floor down, uh, hardwood floor. So you know, it went real smooth, but it was like half the price because we were willing to do half okay. the work. And and what did that do for the feel of the home as well as I know that um, you have some allergy issues, you know, did that help at all getting all oh, the carpet yes. out? Yeah, getting the carpet out and the dirt and everything that was in it. But of course, our, our dog Coco has to get used to it. Now she runs down the hall and slides most Looks of like the way. Looks like Tom Cruise in that movie <laughs> yeah. where he slides with the socks yeah, across just, the floor. Yeah, just slides because yeah. she's not used to the, you know, the. And she's floor. a kind of a country dog, and so she's doing the electric slide, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so that went pretty well. And I, and I will tell you, I've never done anything like that in any home that I ever lived in as a kid until now replace flooring but that is a massive interior change that will you know whether you're using um, laminate type flooring or hardwood flooring or tile or stone or whatever when you take out the flooring that was in there and put in new flooring would you say that on the inside you have a new house yes definitely major it's change major change yeah. yes and then you had to get some furniture to go with the new floor. But we're we not did. talking about that. All right. We did let it go. And painting, interior painting. Um, now, this is something that that you and our kids did. Y'all did all of this. Yes. So tell us a little bit about how you approached that. Well, we decided that if we're going to redo the flooring and everything inside the, the house, that we needed to redo the walls. Because some of the walls have not been painted since we moved in. They still had the white uh, painters. Yeah, paint like, like contractor type paint yes. when they build a brand new house. Yes. So we and the reason they use that, that white and that eggshell white is because it's, you know, it's kind of a neutral color. And when people walk in looking at a new home, it's like, oh, I would buy it, but I just hate the paint on the walls. Right. Well, if it's eggshell white, I mean, that's hard to hate, yeah. you know, whereas if it was uh, like a yellow or a beige or something like that, somebody might, you know, might not like it. Right. But anyway, that's what we had. So what did, what did y'all do? Well, first we decided, you know, what colors we wanted in each one of the rooms because we did the den, the hallway, the foyer, uh, our bedroom, and um, in the kitchen. We didn't want it all the same color, so we picked out the different colors then we cleaned the walls, pulled out all the thumbtacks, all the staples, fixed those, sanded them, got all that done. We did the trim through the whole house. 
Now, ladies we, listening, many of them know, but some may not know what trim is. What is trim? Trim is like the floorboards around the floor and then uh, around the doorways um, okay. and the windows. That's all trim. Some people do every room a different color. We just use the same trim color through the whole house, mm-hmm. and it really looks looks nice. And it was faster. It was faster, yeah. yes. And all the kids, you know, pitched in, taped, did the trim work, pulled the tape off, and painted the different rooms, and um, it, looks, it looks really good. Now, the only thing is they kind of went off the rails and haywire when they started painting the cabinets in the kitchen. <laughs> we still have a disagreement about that, but... Hey, uh, happy wife, happy life, that's right? right? So I just let it go also. Right. But what what would you say that like doing, pulling up the flooring, the carpeting, and doing the painting for sure, what do you think that did for the kids? Well, it um, they were excited with the finished product. They have pride mm-hmm. in their house. They're excited to show it to their aunts or their friends or uh, whoever you know is coming over for the first time to see it, so they're they're excited that they had accomplishment in what it looks like. And probably probably helps them a couple of ways where they'll be more careful with food and drink, right, etc. Because right. it now it could be messing up it. something yeah. they put time into, right, and, and maybe money. For yeah, they they all have pitched in and helped. And um, and when they. Uh, have their first place, you know, their first homes, because uh, the three kids that did this all live, still live with us. I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast can identify with that. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all in their 20s, just getting going in life. and Still in college. <laughs> still, still in or get gotten out of college, first job, all that kind of stuff. So we're not complaining. They're very helpful to us. But by doing a lot of this stuff or helping with parts of it, they now can do that in their own homes. And when they have families, pass that down to their families, right? Right. right. So it's a, it's a big deal to involve your family and your kids in taking care of your home. If they just have the attitude of somebody else will come in and do it, you know, on, on, in terms of construction, you're raising idiots. Okay, I hate to be that blunt, but the best way to teach somebody is to throw them, throw them into it. Yeah. And say, well, my kids couldn't paint a room at gunpoint. All right. Let them try start out with a closet. How yeah. bad can mm-hmm. you mess a closet up? And right? you can cover a closet and, up. And you can go back, <laughs> you know, close the door. Right. right. Or you could just say, let's try this again. But anyway, it's passing on. Uh, mainly responsibility and, mm-hmm. and education that will help them in the future mm-hmm. and their future families. All right, those are kind of the things that, that you could be somewhat involved in and you know bring people in. But number five, in, in my opinion, is definitely something you don't want your kids doing. Electrical. <laughs> True. All right, because that could be a truly shocking education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Even if they don't shock themselves, it could burn your house down. Mm-hmm. No kidding. So electrical. Tell us, um, you know, under the category of electrical, Barbara, tell the 
tell the listeners, ladies or men, we know some of you guys have snuck in anyway. All right, we're going to let you stay. But I want you to tell them some of the things we did, like, uh, you know, the the doorbell and all that, the lighting and, and some of the security stuff we did, but also things to just enhance the beauty of the home. Okay. Well, we uh, put in the front and the back, we put in dust to dawn lights. What does that mean? That means that when it starts getting dark, the light over the front door and on the back deck come on and they stay on until the sun rises in the morning. It's not a real bright light, but it is bright enough that it shows the front of the yard and the front of the house so, and the back of the house. So so what? What's so important about that? Well, it's security. Okay. What do, what do you mean security? Well, it means I'm going to see someone who's walking up to my house. Besides Coco barking, I'm going to see them because there's, mm-hmm. there's, it's not dark. And it's and they're so high, it's not something they, that they a criminal can, right. can reach up and right, unscrew. They're, right, they're above the doors. They can't get to them. And, I, and I'm sure we use like 60-watt light bulbs that will burn out no, in three LED. months. Oh, LED. What LED. is LED? Now, I know what it is, people, and I put Barbara on the spot. <laughs> And uh, I don't care if she knows. They're the, bright and they don't run out. That's that's the main thing. I'm not sure right now in this moment I can explain LED. But what it means is, is it's not like a regular light bulb. It's much brighter than regular light mm-hmm. bulbs. And they just burn and burn and burn and burn uh, for years. Right. So when you come home... Uh, late from work, you know, in the winter, there's already a light on, no matter what. Nobody can turn it, really turn it off, right? right? The front one you cannot turn off. So it's always on. It's always on. All right, so security, and uh, we also... uh, Got a ring doorbell. A ring doorbell, and what what does that do? Because some people may not know what that is or why they might need one. I can adjust where the motion sensor on it uh, mm-hmm. Shows and so mine suggested that when someone pulls in our driveway, it beeps my phone, mm-hmm. and I can look and see who has pulled up in my driveway. And, and I, th- it, I think you can even say, "Hey, what do you want?" Yes, right? when they come up to the door, I can uh, click on it and say, "Can I help you?" Even if I'm not at home, yeah, they won't know I'm not at home. Exactly, because it's coming out of the uh, doorbell. So with that set like that, they don't have any control over whether they ring the doorbell and it comes on or not. It, it's it automatically comes on. The way on. you have it set, it automatically. you're told whether they want you to know they're there or not. Right. All right. So uh, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's a really good thing. And for those of you who are saying, yeah, but there will be so many times during the day that I'll get a message. Well, you know, in our day and age, I'll take those all day long if it helps me see somebody who shouldn't be poking around my True. house, right? True. Or around my family. True. So that's that's a good thing. All right, so also in, ter- in terms of lighting and security, tell the listeners what else we did relating to other lights on the corners of the house. We so put forth. up some um, now, we already had we already had what up there? We already had some spotlights that were motion activated. You know, and, and think uh, old style, 1960s, <laughs> 1970s lights, you know, with the big bulbs. And they also burn out, you know, mm-hmm. pretty quick. 
Well, these these are the LED lights too. Okay. And they're motion censored, so if anyone comes up toward our garage or from the side of the house in the front, they're going to come on automatically. Okay. And when I have to leave early in the morning or you leave early in the morning, the light's going to come on. Mm-hmm. In the back, uh, we've almost got the same thing. And then in the back, it's at the top of two stories. Mm-hmm. So you got to have a long ladder to get up there to knock it out. And I couldn't figure out why it wasn't coming on. Mm-hmm. I haven't told you this yet. Okay. Well, I realized that they put it up backwards. The sensor is facing the house. And this was probably the siding people that, right. that did that. And, and not so I've, yeah, and I've okay. got to call into them to come back so once and that, turn it around. Once that's turned around the other way, any motion in the backyard is going to flood that backyard. Right, it's going to come on right. too. And, and the 60 cal machine gun that we mounted on the deck, <laughs> that should take care of everybody. Yeah, we're ready, baby. Yes. Trust me. Uh, if you're thinking of our house, move on down the street. That's right. All right, so... Um, electrical so but the best part of that barbara to me was that what you did on each side of the doors the the front door i put i chose some very pretty lights that it's almost like waterfall lights to me it looks like a like a sheet of ice yes but it, it is beautiful now those you have to flip on but but it's nice decorative so when you have company you flip those outside lights on, it just adds more beauty to the home. Yeah, and way brighter yes. than the lighting we had on there before. Just, you know, regular old porch lights, incandescent bulbs that burned out. You know, every three months we were having to replace <laughs> those bulbs. But these are LED also, mm-hmm. so it's like a white light. And uh, the biggest thing is the exterior of our home is now illuminated. Yes. And that helps even if you have to go out and, you know, after dark and get something out of the car, or go to the trash cans or whatever. Go get you're the not, mail that the kids Go get the mail in. that the kids <laughs> forgot. You're not, uh, you're not going out into a dark environment Right. Now, and that's a big deal. So that helps... That helps you from falling down the steps or, or you know, out where we live, there could be a snake, mm-hmm. right? We've on, had on a the, snake on our front porch before. All right. So, you know, you never know. I mean, there could be a crazed raccoon out there <laughs> that's ready to attack, right? So, and that's not our scary critter story, by the way, but I'm glad you listened this far because to finish strong, we have a real true life scary critter story and i'm gonna let barbara tell you all about it well one day one of the dog one of our daughters said mom we have bats that fly in and out of the attic i said no we don't she said yes we do and so one night at dusk i was happened to be outside and yeah they flew out like a bunch of them a bunch of Uh-oh, them flew scary. out <laughs> and I'm going, oh, no, we've got bats in our attic. So I called around and got, you know, someone to come and check it out. And, of course, the time I saw them, they must have been flying south for the winter because they were not there. He said, no, this time of year they're gone. But um, he had to come in and clean up uh, 
Bat poop. Yes, bat poop. But, I mean, and it really... To the bat poop, right? smells like ammonia. <laughs> you know, it's just flooded in the attic, but they had to clean out all of that. That's, that's from urine and bat poop. Right. That was in the attic. So they right. had... And, that, and I don't think it was just a matter of just getting it out. They had to decontaminate it yes. to some extent. And right? they had to get it all out. And why, and why did they have to do that? Because bats carry rabies. Okay. And so they have to get it all cleaned out. And one thing the guy told me is that if he found a dead uh, bat and it tested positive for rabies, that our little puppy would be taken. Coco? Coco would be taken and would be put down. I said, Coco has vaccine, has been vaccinated. He said, you have to prove it. Yeah. And, And not just the little tag. I had to have the sheet. I had to have the vet verify that she has been vaccinated or you don't have any say in it even if my dog does is not an outside dog yeah but even if you know it doesn't matter if they had found rabies we'd have had to prove that she was protected and everyone in the house would have had to started rabies shots yeah this is way before the whole pandemic thing yeah all right let me tell you when barbara heard that information she couldn't sign a contract fast, fast enough. enough to get Because we were going to do what we were, ever we had to do to protect Coco. But also, many people don't realize that, I think I'm right on this, no cards and letters or emails, please. I think bats are rodents. Yes, wing they're rodents, rodents. And, they're, and their bat poop c- can carry things like hantavirus, like rats and mice, right? So that's not... You, you don't want to be breathing that because right. it can all be a respiratory issue. So anyway, that is our scary bat story. Now, once they got it cleaned up, what did they what did they do to keep them from coming back they in? They put netting over the all around the house mm-hmm. where where the roof is and over the vents and stuff. So there's no way, not just on the inside, they did the outside too because he said bats are notorious for tearing yeah. netting away but if you put it both sides they, yeah. they can't okay. get in it and we haven't and we've had it checked yes even since then and uh you know to date there's no reinfestation of the bats no went to a neighbor's house was there were, were yeah yeah we saw them with their suitcases they yeah. were heading next door and that's okay uh now uh, before we sign off today, is there anything else you want to tell ladies who are just, they're just not sure about some of this, just encourage them or, you know, what can you tell them? Well, I can tell you this. Don't be afraid to take that step. A lot of times men seem to intimidate women who they're trying to get a bid from and everything. Contractors. Contractors, mm-hmm. Yes. Don't don't worry about that. You know what you want. They don't know what you want. They're trying to tell you what you want. No, you know what you want. You stand up for it. And um, if you're if you want to try it yourself, there are so many videos and things out there. Mm-hmm. My daughters, when we were doing all this, decided don't, don't do electrical yourself. No, don't do electrical. Okay. But my daughters wanted to change out their vanity. Guess what? They did it, including the plumbing. We just happened to have a friend who came in and checked everything out and made sure it was okay. Hey, guess who was the most shocked of all about that? You were. Me. <laughs> My daughters did this? They oh, changed out their own vanity, took their mirror off the wall, and they did it by watching 
YouTube videos on how to do, just Google it. How do I change a vanity out? There are hundreds of them out there. And watch them, and, and they'll do it step by step for you. All right. Don't be afraid to try something. Yep. All right. Well, so uh, that's our story today. Just for ladies, a, a woman's look at home improvement. I hope this was helpful to you today. Um, you may have other issues that you need to have looked at. For example, your roofing. I can help you with that. We can estimate uh, repairs and roof replacement. We can tell you the honest, true condition of your roof. We can do new gutter systems. We can help you with other, other things like that around your home. But if I can be of service to you, I haven't mentioned this yet, but I'm Senior Consultant with Masters Roofing. My name is Ed Hill. That's Masters Roofing in Memphis, Tennessee, located in beautiful downtown Bartlett, Tennessee, right behind Popeye's Chicken. And our parking lot always smells so good. But if you have some questions about what we've talked about or you need my help or free expert roof advice, call me, Ed Hill, the happy roofer at 901-273-6594. Let other people know about our podcast. The easiest way to find it is just type in the old search bar, Memphis Home Maintenance Show, and it'll take you right to our podcast. So Barbara, thanks for being our guest today, and I hope you enjoyed it, and I'm sure it was very helpful to the ladies and men who are sneaking in to listen. Thanks so much. You all have a great day.